Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by the Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two, whilst occasionally sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing with this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market Report for week commencing 4th of September 2023. This is a bite-sized podcast because it's been a hectic week, an incredibly busy week of admin and people kind of, you know, discussing markets but not really interested in selling anything. So first things first, it's just just little old me to this week. And another thing to reflect upon, we are entering our sixth year of podcasting. We have just celebrated our fifth birthday as a podcast, which if you think about it, episode 251 is pretty epic, actually. So yeah, we're very proud of that. And our intention from day one was to educate, inform, and most of all, get the market right and try and tell you a lot what we think is going to happen. And most of the time, I think we have. I think we've done a reasonably good job on that. It remains our goal to do those things. And remember, sharing is caring. That's doing grain. There is the odd bit of agricultural humour that's still included, luckily for some. So let's go on to market, shall we? Oilseed rape. 355x farm for November. That's all I really want to say about that. We think the market's going to go up. We'll come on to reasons for that maybe later when we talk about India and China. But largely, yeah, we think it's going to go up. We don't really know why, other than perhaps a bit too much heat in the Midwest on the soybean crop. Moving on to feed barley, 155x November. Very boring. A very boring, boring, boring market. So let's all be bored with it and do nothing with it and hold on to it for a few more weeks. I think it might go up and I don't think it'll go down very much. So that's a good enough reason not to do anything. So. Don't do something boring. Moving on to malting barley. Very exciting. This particular week, I think our reflection on the crop is that Norfolk has as good a sample as anywhere in the whole of Europe. That's a brave statement, I'm quite certain. But certainly the south of England have got some good early samples, but they've still got barley in the fields down there. And that stuff is not going to make it. Some of the barley up here didn't make it. But largely the bulk of the crop is good. And I think as everyone like looks through their samples, they're going to be grateful for stuff that comes from East Anglia and was cut at the right time. So certainly slices of Norfolk, definitely some Suffolk and some Essex barleys are good. And I think the Molsters might be very keen to talk to you if you've got a good sample unsold. What happens next on that one, which makes it exciting, is what happens next in Scotland. The crop's still in the field. The Molsters are telling us that it's not ripe because it was planted late. And so it'll come in, it'll be just fine. But we all know September is not always the easiest month to harvest in. And some of it's two or three weeks away from maturity. So, yeah, we'll see on that one. It's clearly going to be slightly higher nitrogen than they like. It appears got a very big skinning problem up in Scotland this year. So our barleys down here have got all their skins on. 
Canada also is showing signs that StatsCan came out with a reduction in all crops. That includes barley. And two years ago, if you remember, the barley market went fairly wild on the back of the Canadians having a disastrous crop. I don't think they've got a disaster, but they've certainly got a smaller crop and they are way off their harvest yet. So that one is still being watched and that could have quite a big influence. So as I said, exciting. Moving on to feed wheat. Well, it just, as far as we're concerned, it just keeps coming at us. We've got people who've still got storage tonnage to deliver in. And I don't know what to say about it. It just, just does keep coming. We're going to fill our sheds, which is fine. That keeps coming to make sure that we, every nook and cranny is filled with it. But there aren't any sellers with that. It's a strange one. People with surplus tonnage want to do a storage deal, not sell it. So the prices, which are like, I don't know, 168 for September movement versus September 168x, October 170, November 172. So there's two pound a month carry up to November. And you'd make for May at the moment about 188x. It just doesn't seem to be enough for farmers to sell it. And I think the £200 mark is the magic figure, which at the moment there's no sign of that coming. More importantly, with no sellers, stores filling up, no real export going on, us being uncompetitive, the price not seeming right, everyone's waiting for a rally. Well, you know, I'm beginning to get a bit nervous about it, I must admit. I think short term, potentially, there could be... Well, if nobody sells it, it isn't going to go down, that's a fact. But there will be a point when people do have to trade that product. So I'm getting nervous on that side of things. Take a longer term view. I think recent news about India have just banned sugar exports, which is a dramatic effect on sugar prices around the world. I think India have had a worse time than they've let on. They've, you know, heat wave, flood, drought, you name it. Clearly, Mr. Modi's got an election coming up and he wants food prices to be low and it probably helps the sugar price drop within India. But it's kicked prices up over here. So like the contract price for sugar is something like £40 a tonne or just under. Whereas the spot market price, the, the uncontracted tonnage, is going to be trading somewhere around about 62.78 is the exact figure on tonight's market. So that's a pretty hefty price. So that, as far as wheat is concerned, is a kind of bullish sign, bearing in mind they're looking to import wheat for the first time. I think that's something to watch, something that's going to underlyingly they might be more interested than perhaps they're letting on. And then on top of that, you have the Chinese, who definitely got some bad weather during their growing season, and they've been particularly silent about it. Now, that could be a sign that, in fact, they've got a fair bit of stuff to buy. I think that's a possibility. They have a long history of being a little inaccurate with their assessment, we'll call it, on their crop size and whether they need to buy stuff or not, and suddenly appearing in the market. So the great hope for wheat prices is those countries having a bit of a problem, along with perhaps troubles in the Midwest with heat over this weekend or next week or so, damaging the corn crop and the Canadian crop being downgraded, as I mentioned previously. So yeah, so feed wheat itself nervous because at the moment I can't see a way out from the prices just kind of going down. The only reason it isn't is because you lot aren't selling it. Milling wheat, £70 premium. The premium is not going to drop. The millers know that there's not very much milling wheat in Europe. It is an issue. Canadian wheat is clearly dropping in volume as well. So that is a bullish market. We think the premium remains very firm on milling wheat. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. So, five years of doing grain podcasts, and you've not given us a five-star rating. 
all you've got to do is just go to where you get your podcast, click Do Ingrain. In the case of Apple, you scroll to the bottom, find review, write something really nice, or you press five stars. In fact, you do both. You press five stars, so everybody thinks, wow, they're a five-star podcast. And then you write something really nice. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of some of the reviews we've recently had. So this one was from Mr. Zander on the 14th of August. And it said, informative and bantertastic grain adventures every Monday. Well, I mean, they've been doing it long enough to know what they're talking about. Nearly lost a star for taking holidays during harvest, though. Thank you, Mr. Zander. Okay, and then we've got... A Monday morning must listen. Okay, this is on the 7th of August from Feltwell Badger. I think I might know who that is. Most Monday mornings I try to listen to Andrew and the crew giving their update on the week's grain news. Some useful thoughts on the market. Football, rugby and occasional cricket. Banter. Also some enjoyable banter and in-house leg pulling. And nobody seems to be offended, which is to be applauded these days. Recommend you buggers listen. And this one says, I love that Andrew doing. He's blooming marvellous. He's the best thing since sliced bread. Signed, his mum. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that one wasn't supposed to be on there, was it? Thanks, Mum. Right, Neil Morell, 7th of August. It's nice to start the week with good news. Might be some soon, I hope. However, it's nice to hear the reasons. My Monday morning routine. So everybody out there, write something particularly lovely about doing grain on the podcast. And more importantly, give us a five-star rating. Because it really helps get our podcast out there. And, you know, five years old, we're getting really mature with this. Okay, have a great week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get updates on new episodes and when they are released. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 550 or email info at uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio, a full-service creative agency specialising in websites, digital marketing and branding. Get in touch to inquire with their friendly team on info at eastcoastdesignstudio.co.uk.